You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. With over 200,000 locations throughout the U.S. and offering 12,000 different types of batteries, stop into your local Interstate Battery store today and let them help you find the right batteries for your everyday life. That's what I call pro talk. When you really don't know the answer, you just make it up. My rut is that I am in a rut. To get the pilot of Red Arrow going. There's really a way to skip class. I want to say, hey, those boys right there are entertainers. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said on this podcast. Alex Rutledge here with American Roots Outdoors TV. Hey, this is Lee and Tiffany Lukowski from the Crest TV. Hi, I'm Don Higgins. This is Jeff Lindsay. Hey, everybody, this is Mark Dury with Dury Outdoors. Hey, this is Craig Fitz with Crane Assassins TV. You're listening to Dave and JP on Pro Talk Outdoors, the craziest two I know. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pro Talk Outdoors. We're going to have a no pro episode here because we've had one eventful start to the season in the turkey woods and we've got a few tags filled and we've got some swings and misses we've got some close calls <clears throat> we've Don't got some, talk about those. we've got some swings <laughs> and misses and <laughs> and more swings and misses and it's you know it, it's relatable <laughs> is what it is dave i mean at bottom line it's relatable uh there's guys that go out there and their season ends before it even begins and then there's guys that go out there struggle to see anything and lastly there's guys that go out there have opportunities and unfortunately Something happens, and they don't get it done. Yeah. I, you know, it's been one of those years for me right now that uh, yeah, I was I was talking, I was joking. Somebody was uh, messaging me on Facebook Messenger the other day, and, uh, you know, like, man, you guys are on some turkeys, and, uh, you know, I'm not seeing anything. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I said, here's the truth of it, man. I would probably make one hell of a turkey guide, but I am one lousy turkey hunter. <laughs> Because I just can't shoot them. You know, <laughs> somebody said to me the other day, and I won't tell you who it was, uh, just who had learned about our struggles, and she goes, wow, that Dave, he's uh, he's really having a hard time. And I said, yeah, well, listen, hear me out. I said, Dave <laughs> is a spectacular turkey hunter. He's just a bad shot. <laughs> and they kind of had this puzzled look on their face because they're not an outdoors person. And we're like, you know. Was it your mom? No, nope. nope. 
nope, you're getting pretty close. Soon though. to be wife? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You better hope that she doesn't get home before we're done here <laughs> because you're going to hear about it if she does. Oh, I'm sure I will. Hey, I'm, I'm hearing about it from everywhere. I mean, I, it, I can't get away from it. And I guess we probably ought to you know, kind of back up and and uh, tell the stories well, a little bit. And, and I will say this before we tell the stories. Uh, to your defense, I tell everybody that I learned everything I know from you, and it's the truth. So any success I've had last year, this year, is because of you anyway. So well, that, that man, ought to hey, be a pretty redeeming I'll, thing. I'll for you. absolutely take that because uh, you know you're on a roll, man. You you said no pro episode. I'm like, now nah, we got JP on here. We got it covered. <laughs> I am not a pro. I have had a a very uh, lucky start to my season. I'll say that. I've I've been blessed. Uh, we opened the season up in Kentucky, as we have for the last few years. And, uh, you know, I didn't even kill a bird my very first turkey season. I, I went over. Uh, didn't didn't even really. Which is not uncommon. I, I didn't mean, even it, have uh, in-range opportunities. So that was that should be a good explanation of how far I've come because I was a pretty, you know, crummy, crummy hunter that first season. Last year I, I managed to finally get it done uh, on the move. I, you don't want to <laughs> shoot a bird out of the air if you don't have to. I hear it's not a wing shooting sport. I hear that's more for doves and, and ducks and things of that nature. I guess I may have been a little confused. But this year we opened up the season in Kentucky, and, and I had hunted the bottoms down there in the fall for deer, obviously, and uh, actually saw a group of uh, probably 15 to 20 birds multiple times fly across that uh, that little river and land in our river bottom and, and work up and down you know that acreage and you went out on a scouting expedition and had full intention of putting a blind out on the hilltop where we've normally traditionally turkey hunted in the past right and uh just kind of on a whim said well we'll go see if those birds are down there that the jp saw in the fall and you saw what was it one solitary bird yeah you know here here You'd seen those birds back in the fall, and you're like, man, we need to turkey hunt that. We need to turkey hunt that. And and why we haven't in the past, I don't know, because... Well, why would anybody believe me in the first place? <laughs> well, that's not what I mean, but, you know, every card pool, you know, like when we're uh, late summer, we're putting corn out down there, getting mm-hmm. pictures of deer. There's a bunch of turkeys in the pictures. I mean, it, it only makes sense, and I don't know why, you know, stubborn me was like, no, nope, doesn't look right. Not going to be any turkeys here, but... Go figure, there are turkeys there. and uh, But, yeah, I was uh, on my way over to uh, to listen for birds and then just kind of put the blind up and get ready for the opener. And, and I thought, eh, I'm going to drive by the bottom down there, just see what it looks like. And sure enough, old boy, I was out there strutting, just blown up, looked like a little Volkswagen Beetle out there <laughs> strutting around. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of made it textbook. I was like, you know, after I saw that, I was like, eh. I'm going to say about 90% chance that bird's going to die opening day, and he did. He did. It wasn't that the, the morning was completely to script because I get up to uh, to the meeting place at Eric's house, and, and we load everything in my truck to take off. You're feeling a little ill from a random affliction. Eric uh, didn't shut the tailgate, and we went five miles down the road and didn't know how much gear we had lost, so we had to turn around and backtrack. Not to mention I left the chairs back in the other truck. Yeah, so, so I mean, we're, we're pretty behind schedule, a little bit before Typical us. I mean, screwing stuff up. It, nothing goes as scripted. Yeah, we get there, and it's, you know, it's a little wet. Parking is limited on that property, and you really only got about uh, three vehicle lengths of which you could park anyway. And, of course, we get there, and nature calls for me immediately. Oh, my God. The the 
Immediately. <laughs> I mean, it never fails. JP takes a dump right by the truck. <laughs> you, I mean, yeah. I there were talking, headlights coming and I, I stayed squatted. I was talking to Eric. I was like, you know, he is a sick son of a bitch. Why didn't he at least go around the barn or something? Around the other side of the barn? Man, I, <laughs> let me just tell you. I, I have a new tradition to uh, eat Mexican food the night before every turkey season. Bad, it, bad tradition. Camarones Diablo, man. I eat those devil shrimp just to... To really, <laughs> for some reason, just have a little fun the night before, and I, I always pay for it. But we get through all that stuff, and we get down to the woods. Well, before or, we even got to the woods, it, this freaked me out. We're it's at least a half an hour before uh, before birds even think about flying down. Right. And we're by the truck, and I'll be darned if there's not a bird that gobbles right by the truck. And I'm thinking, man, less than he? 50 yards for sure. Yeah, and I'm like, what is he even gobbling at? It's dark. It's pitch black dark. There's no reason that bird should have been up and gobbling at that that time. He gobbled early, super early, and it, and it kind of made me think, well, we're screwed then because he saw us park here. He's gonna see us walk down the road here to get to where we're getting blind. But luckily, he didn't. I guess. No, and uh, we had multiple birds actually behind us, essentially, gobbling as the lead-up to, to fly-down was going on. And I think we only called, what, once or twice before he actually flew down. Yeah, just... About the, as early as I've ever seen a bird fly down. Yeah, we, we literally... He was gobbling a little bit, and I waited till it got a little bit, almost, you know, it's fly-down time, and uh, just gave a couple tree yelps, just soft tree yelps, really soft, and, uh, and then just shut up. And, man, it wasn't long after that, Eric said... I just heard him. I think he's flying down. You know, you hear that wing flap. Mm-hmm. And then we're waiting and waiting, thinking, well, I don't hear anything else. And then all of a sudden, you just hear. That's the best F-15 sound effect I've ever heard. Well, that was awesome, man. The bird That's exactly what he, it sounded he like. He literally flew. I mean, I bet you he wasn't 10 feet from the blind when he just was kind of. Well, I haven't asked. And, Have you looked to see if you caught him on footage? It's you slow it down. You can barely see a black streak because it was pretty early. I mean, you can barely see that black streak coming by. I mean, it was like uh, the stealth bomber coming in on us. It something. was. It was. It was darn cool. And I mean, in, in when you see a turkey in flight, you really get respect for how big they are when they're in the air. You know, you see oh, other yeah. birds flying around all the time, and you shoot a bird on the ground. It's different when he's flying through the air. I mean, he was awesome looking. The amount of air. That that bird was cutting through. It was pretty crazy. It was audible, yeah. And he lands about 80 yards to our south and uh, immediately starts hammering as soon as he lands. And uh, you played it very well on the call-in, and you didn't overdo it. And he came, uh, he was about 45 yards out from the blind, and he was swinging kind of wide from the decoys. Yeah. We had had him close to the blind because I had every intention of bow hunting. But in our uh, rush to leave the truck... Uh, we ended up deciding we were going to gun hunt, and it was probably a good thing because he held up at, at 45 yards there, and, and I would not have had an opportunity to, to hit him with a bow. I, I'm not comfortable taking that shot. No, and old Hank did, man. He got it done. Your, your oh, gun, Hank. Oh, Hank the shotgun. He, uh, Hank the shotgun's had a pretty good little little start to his career and uh, got it done. It was, it was super, super rewarding for me to finally cash a tag with you and Eric, the two guys that taught me how to turkey hunt, and we spent a little bit more time there, and I think Eric definitely would have cashed in on a bird 
had he not, I don't know if he stuck the gun barrel out of the blind, yeah, what that, he did, he, he moved too much. Yeah, that's absolutely what happened. I mean, you know, there were three of us in the blind there, and he was a little cramped, and, uh, you know, as long as the shotgun is, um, that bird was coming in. I mean, he was coming in on a string. Without a doubt, we were going to have an opportunity there, and Eric kind of moved to uh, get in position, and when he did, <clears throat> gee, I'm getting choked up over here. <laughs> when he did, that gun barrel was up just enough that that bird kind of, yeah, I think he saw that movement and he was checking out. I mean, it didn't really spook him that much, but he was he was bugging out nonetheless. So that kind of cost us an opportunity on that bird. So uh, so we decided to go up the hill. And the, and things got pretty interesting up there. We were only set up on the ground. We didn't have a blind up there. We're we're hunting from the ground, old school style. I'm at the very back with a camera. You're beside Eric, and he was the shooter right on a clover plot. And uh, I heard something. I didn't say anything about it. I kind of heard something working. I don't know exactly how you two communicated with each other that you heard something coming, but I think we all three saw the bird step into the clover plot right in front of us about the same time. No, 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 not at all how it happened. Um, okay, then correct me here. Here's here's what happened. Uh, I was literally uncomfortable, so I, like, laid down and was kind of on my side. So you didn't see that bird come in Heck, at all? Heck no, I didn't. Didn't know it was there at all until I heard, and I think Eric's term was, uh, oh, shh, <laughs> there's a bird. And I look up, I'm like, oh, yep, there's one right there. I, I had no idea. So I didn't you, realize you, you didn't it. see it the same no, time Eric and I did. No, I, I didn't. I was like, uh-oh. So then I got on the bird, finally, and I'm thinking, well, this bird knows we're here but was still wasn't sure what was going on. And then he kind of got fixated on the decoys, and he was going to check the decoys out. And, uh, boy, that's that's when it started. <laughs> and uh, w- without spoiling too much, we'll tell you guys, you have to watch that episode of Innistrut next season. Uh, the commentary between Dave and I talking to Eric, coaching him through this moment, is reminiscent of our very first season of Inner Rut, in which we had a turkey episode thrown in, and uh, it's 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 borderline harassment, really. Well, let's just say I'm not the only one that just over talks <laughs> to somebody whenever they're uh, they're hunting. I, you know, you put me on the camera, and I I I get you know I'm just kind of diarrhea of the mouth. I don't know when to shut up. I'm. <laughs> well, uh, in Kentucky, you get two tags. In Indiana, <laughs> you, you only get to shoot one bird. So, yeah. you know, you, you're going to make that bird count at, at all costs. In Kentucky, with two birds, and we've had limited success over there. And the fact that it would have been an open day double, I mean, it just And it was sense. an opening day double. Eric <laughs> cashed in. If you haven't seen the photo, go check it out. Eric and I cashed in on, on an opening day double. Yeah, so uh, that that was a great, great, uh, I won't even call that a, that, that really should have been the conclusion of the day, but uh, we went, we stuck it out and went uh, went on back deeper in the woods and trying to find a, a third opportunity. And Which was the a, most epic hunt we've had all season. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess it was. It was uh, it was pretty remarkable, um, but it, it ended in a dud, but we'll go ahead and, and talk about that one, I guess. Um, so we, we go up and we get to a certain point there, and... We got a couple birds to, to kind of answer us a little bit, gobbling somewhat, but they, they weren't really, I wouldn't call them answering us so much as far as, you know, I didn't feel confident we were calling them in. I'll say that. Uh, they weren't really talking back to us. And they were reaction gobbles is what I yeah, call those. Yeah, and, and I, I really didn't have confidence that those birds were going to come in, but there was something that made me want to stay there. I mean, I could just see birds working through that area, just the way the terrain was. It just made sense to me that that that's somewhere that 
that I wanted to be. I wanted to sit there. This and, goes back to you being a good turkey hunter. Well, I, I don't. I, I just kind of draw back on past past hunts and experiences, and and it just looked to me. And this is the first time we'd ever been to that spot, but it looked good to me, and I wanted to stick stick it out for a little while there. And Eric was like, uh, he was really wanting to hit that bottom. He's like, let's go to the bottom. Come on, let's go back down to the bottom. Let's get back down there, which would have probably been a good call. I mean, I and he was the one that wanted to leave the bottom in the first yeah, place. Yeah, he, he he ain't one for sitting around too no. much. But uh, he's kind of a throwback, run and gun type guy, which uh, I'm kind of that way too. But uh, so I said, just let's just wait a few more minutes here, and then we'll go. We'll make a move. Well, my back was to where the bird showed up. You know, you you and Eric were kind of facing them. Mm-hmm. And all I all I see, you know, is like your faces, and it's like, don't move. There's a bird right there. I'm like, where? Just don't move. You can't move. I'm like, oh my god. I'm standing. We're standing in the middle of the woods. You know, it's like what? <laughs> we were we were on it, and I don't even want to call it a field. It was like a. It's just an opening in the woods, essentially, is what that is. And we were probably a hundred yards, maybe ninety yards from that bird when it stepped out. And you know, at that point, it's how slowly and methodically. And strategically, can Eric and I crouch, grab our cameras, and get them rolling, and have you turn around and and figure out a way to shoot this bird? Yeah, that's that's exact. That sums it up well. I mean, we all three had different objectives we had to get going, and you know, try to pull this together. And <clears throat> so we did. I I just kind of, whenever I I saw, I think maybe he turned his his tail to us or something. But Eric said, "Yeah, you can move now." I just kind of dove behind a tree, and I had a fan with me. Um, I had a, a previous turkey kill. Uh, fan with me so i was like how's this going to work out and you guys were kind of hung out to dry there i mean you you Couldn't were right be. in the middle Nowhere of the open go. i think you were kind of at a half crouch and Eric i was, was it was a bad there. deal and and you guys i could just see it in your face you and guys my gooch were, was itching <laughs> you guys were in pain and i could tell i was like this ain't gonna last long these guys are in a bad position i felt like i had to do something i had to make some kind of move so i i thought you know what i've always wanted to reap one let's give it a go and, I, and you I, did a very impressive job. You know, I put that fan out there and started going after him. And, uh, you know, the, a hen came out and nearly busted me. I mean, a hen was 10 yards in front of me, walked walked right past me. And you um, thought that was me calling and we were about to. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, I get out there halfway and, and, and I hear you go, Dave, Dave. I'm like, yeah. You want me to call? I was like, yeah, go ahead. Because I wanted to hear him gobble. I wanted to see, sure, you know, so you locate knew where, where he was would at. be. Yeah, and and then I hear this god-awful sound, and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, JP. And then I hear, like, a putt, and I'm like, what? dude, he's giving an alarm sound. I'm like, quit calling. But <laughs> then I realized me. it wasn't even you. It was the hen that was in front of me that was freaking out by this giant-looking, half-concocted gobbler walking toward her. So, But, uh, but yeah, she went on, and no issues there, and... and um, Man, I worked my way in there, and I had a great shot opportunity on this bird. About 15 yards. Yeah, about 15 yards, and uh, swing and a miss. Well, here's the thing. To your credit, uh, you had no idea where the bird was. You're trying to peek around the fan and, and kind of get a feel for where it was. You just had a general direction. And like I said, that wasn't really a field or a cut area. It was pretty tall. It was I mean, grown up. I mean, every, good, yeah. everything in it was borderline two feet tall. And, you know, yeah. some some of it a little less. And you're crawling through that trying to figure out where the bird was. And and I think you dropped the fan to take the shot and actually had to kind of change direction just a little bit because I the did. bird had moved on you. Yep, I absolutely did. And, uh, you know, that's one I wish I had back because <laughs> that, that was a fun hunt, you know. It really was. And 
Uh, just I just missed. I mean, there's just no excuse for it. I just flat out missed. And the next morning was even more heartbreaking. And I say that because, yeah, you know, this one was a 10 out of 10 on difficulty that, that you went through. You yeah, know, it you, was. You fired a few rounds off, didn't get him. The difficulty was tremendous. It would have been a, a, an amazing hunt. You'd have never topped it probably the rest of your life. The next morning, it was just you and I, and we went back to the bottom, the same blind I had killed from the day before. And here it we was, go. <laughs> uh, it was kind of on a platter, I have to say. That one was a bit tougher. I, we, we had Hank in the blind, and we had your gun in the blind. Yep. May should have stayed with the hot hand. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. I have had a, uh, and I don't even know what, what it was, but my jaws were swollen. I, my, I think it was my salivary glands, I think, is, is the correct thing. That you it looked was, a bit like a chipmunk. They were both swollen up so bad, so I know my, yeah, it was like, did I have a case of the yips, or was it my jaw was throwing my shot off a little bit, or was my gun off a little bit, or all all three? I mean, I don't know what it was, but miss number one wasn't my gun. That was Eric's gun. So I, I think that was more my jaw than anything. I've killed birds with Eric's gun. I've killed actually five birds with Eric's gun. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, so I can't really say that it was the gun. I think it was my jaw more than anything. But, yeah, I don't know. This I brought my gun with me that second morning, and mm-hmm. I thought, well, pff, my gun's never missed a turkey. I mean, in all honesty, before opening day at Kentucky, I don't ever recall missing a turkey with a gun. I've missed a couple with a bow, but I don't think I've ever missed one with a gun. Just haven't done it. So... You know, I mean, I'm thinking, well, I've got my gun back. I mean, this this gun's a killer. I, I'm not going to have any issues. Well, by golly, the bird comes in, I mean, maybe 25 yards. Yeah, I had the camera on him, and, and I was just about to get my earplugs in my ears, which you guys made fun of me for the, the day before. And uh, you, you fired off a, a couple rounds there, made me deaf, and, and didn't cash in in the process. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, and I... I have, I don't know how, but I missed that bird. It, and then later in the week, unfortunately, you went out on your own, I think on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I, went, I, I hit it hard, I mean, all week. And uh, I had, uh, you know, had some other opportunities, but, I mean, I had another <laughs> another instance where I had a bird coming in, and I had him at, uh, gosh, I want to say it was 30 yards maybe. And miss i just i missed him <laughs> you know with my gun and so it prompted me i was like yeah screw this i'm going to get a scope you know i'm going to get your hank's got a scope on mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and it's a heck of a you know it's a true glow i think it true is true glow gobble stopper We're, we are in no way sponsored or affiliated with true glow uh i just know that gobble stopper is awesome you've got a red and a green circle and you literally just pull it up and shoot it. Pattern your gun. You can you can mess with the scope yeah. a little bit. Get it dialed in. Clicks this way. Clicks that way. It's just super simple and user friendly. And and very inexpensive at that. Very I mean, inexpensive. So yeah, I uh, you know there's a a local um, archery gun shop there in uh, close to our Kentucky property. And it's Globbers there in uh, Carrollton, Kentucky. And I you know I went into Globbers and I was like, I need help. 
And he's like, well, what do you need help with? I said, I've missed three turkeys. He said, oh, Lord, you need some help. (laughs) (laughs) What can we do for you? And I'm like, man, I don't know if I need to be exercising the demons or or what. I said, but let's start with a scope, you know. And and he, you know, of course, he wanted to sell me like $200 scopes. And I'm like, man, I don't need that. I said, do you have a True Glow? He's like, yeah, I do. And he pulled it out. It's the same one you've got. And I was like, yeah, I want that. It's, you know? Yeah, it's it's. I'm sure that if you shot it a hundred times a day for a week straight, you're going to run into issues. You get what you pay for. But I'm telling you, you know, for a guy and me, I wanted to bow hunt. I only had it as a as an emergency kind of thing. I wanted to have it and have confidence in the gun and all that. And I'm really glad that I did because I haven't had an opportunity to use my bow. All of these birds I've encountered have been at long range. So, yeah, man, I don't think there's any shame in that. Get it no. straightened out. You know, and, and I, I did. I put that uh, scope on there, just fired a couple of shots, and, and probably didn't have it zeroed in the way I should have necessarily. But, you know, opening day in uh, Indiana, I put her to work, got it done. I know, and I'm super glad. I, not only were we able to go get a cool uh, cool picture together, because I, I took care of business on a different property than you, but I mainly more than anything, I was just glad you finally had some good luck. Dude, it, it, yeah, I I needed it in a bad way. It was uh, it was trying, you know. I mean, you, you don't uh, like I said, I, I never miss turkeys. You know, I miss deer all the time, and that you know that happens. But I never missed a turkey with my gun, and to miss three in a row. I was starting to think, man, there is something bad going on here. You start getting in your head then, you sure. know, and you start sure. every time. That's Chuck Knobloch. It happened to him in oh baseball. Oh, my God, yeah. Every time you, and you start, you know, you start uh, to raise your gun to put it on a turkey, you start in your mind, it's like, where do I aim? Should I aim a little bit off? Should I aim a little bit to the right because I've been missing the left? <laughs> no, what should I do? true. Yeah, and, and it just, um, I don't know, it was rough, but uh, got, I finally got it done in Indiana, but. You know, still walking around with a couple of Kentucky tags, and I uh, haven't been able to fill those yet. There, have my chances, though. There is time still, and there are birds over there to, to get it done. I was very fortunate, Indiana opening day. This is obviously my third season hunting this farm. Uh, first season, I got probably within 60, 80 yards of birds a couple times, and last year you and I were over there hunting it, and we had some, some close encounters but never could quite get a bird within range, and this year, I just know the property so well. I've deer hunted it for longer than I've turkey hunted it, and I've seen birds, you know, the entire time I've I've been on this property, and, and it just, it means a lot to me, that farm does. Uh, about to marry into that farm and, and all those kind of things. So it just really meant a lot to me to be the guy that manages the place and gets it figured out and finally cashes in. Set the blind up on the same area that I knew I had the most frequent bird activity and that I felt the most comfortable in uh, in pulling a bird off of the property line. So I set the blind up on, I think it was Sunday, and then we had opening day coming on Wednesday. My goodness, we're watching all kinds of stuff here on, on the Snapchat. I'm sorry. Craig Fitz. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Anyway. Uh, Wait, remind, we're going to come back to that after. Yeah, i got to tell that story, but go ahead with your story. Set, set the blind up on <laughs> Sunday. Show up on, on Wednesday morning, and conditions were great. I, I expected a ton of goblin. I, I thought it was just going to be an, an absolute, just loud hammering fest. And I heard two gobbles from the tree at about 6.40 and nothing else until 9 o'clock. And I put the camera on myself and said something about, you know, I've eaten more snacks than I've even seen gobbles. And next thing you know, less than two minutes later, I hear a bird probably 200 yards away, maybe 250, just gobble, 
gobble. And I thought, oh man, there's something going on. So I pulled the call out, you know, pot call, and made a couple yelps, and then he hammers back. And the next thing you know, a bird probably 300 yards the other direction on a different property, he starts answering. And so I was able to pit these two birds against one another. Which is a perfect scenario. It really was, and, and I was between the two. And, you know, they're, they're, they're answering to me, and they're answering to the other bird. It just became a sense of competition. You know, one hen and two gobblers. Who's going to get there first? And each time I would, you know, throw a sequence in there, I would make the time in between when I last called longer. I, I For some reason, you know, just from listening to you and anybody else, uh, I just inexperience. I think that anticipation actually helps a little bit. Don't, oh, it don't, does. Don't return yeah. a call quicker. You're not having a conversation. You're just trying to play hard to get and keep them interested enough to where they defy their own nature of you come to me to like, daggone, she sounds hot, I'm going to her. Absolutely. And I, I, this one's getting closer, that one's getting closer, and I knew the bird to my west, which is where most of the birds usually stay on that property. Right. You know that. They hold a lot of wildlife. I, I thought, man, I know exactly what way he's going to cross the property line because there's a pretty deep little creek that's uh, a ditch, whatever you want to call it, that divides the property, but it shallows out to about, I don't know, four inches, and the, the only place he could really cross was about 15 yards wide, and then it, you know, starts doing weird stuff again, and he sure enough walked right through that area, goblin, and he goes full strut at the edge of the woods, I've got the whole thing on film, and I'm just, awesome. I'm shook up, and I've got the bow in my hand, I, I'm about to clip the release on, and I'm recording, and he steps out into the food plot, Puffs up, and he looks around, and he comes out of strut just so fast. And he's looking. He's like doing this weird thing that a doe would do when it's trying to bob and make you move. Yeah. Or, just an old nanny doe. He was acting like an old nanny doe. And what it was is he saw my Jake. I didn't want to use the strutter because I thought and as late as Indiana season comes in, that might be too aggressive, and these birds are beat up or whatever else. They're not right. looking. You don't want they're, you they're don't want a two-year-old to shy away, you know. Well, after the sun came up, I kind of looked at my Jake, and, and the steak, he had kind of leaned over a little bit, and he didn't look quite as natural as what I would have liked. He's a little drunk, Jake. But, but he was kind of drunk. He was, yeah. And, and I thought, man, it's too much light. There could be a bird that could see me get out. I'm just going to leave it. And I don't know if it was where that steak had just leaned over a little bit, or if it was the fact there was a Jake in the area next to a hen that I had out that he just didn't like its looks. And he hung up there. He never gobbled, he never did anything. Of course, I didn't call, but he just hung up there, and he went strut, and he would come out of it pretty fast. You know, I'm used to him staying in full strut for five or six seconds, ten seconds, and then coming out of it. He was two, three seconds and out and looking at that Jake again. And I yeah, thought, he couldn't. He knew something was up. Yeah, he knew yeah. something was up, and he wasn't advancing. He was just moving laterally. And this whole thing is just unfolding in the course of about three minutes and I thought, you know what? This guy is sketching out. And he, as he turned, he went full strut one last time. He turned back to walk where he came from to say, nah, whatever, you can have it, man. And I've never dropped something so fast and picked something else up so fast. I moved the camera with one hand as I slung my bow off. I mean, it just goes flying against the wall. And I grab old Hank, who was sitting there ready, shouldered the gun. And before he could even come back out of full strut again, he was on the ground. Hank and was, it was awesome. Hank was like, no, how you like me now? <laughs> Hank fired another <laughs> one off, and I was shaking so bad. You know, I, it took me probably two minutes to type a message to you guys, the bird down, because I kept making typos because I was shaking so bad. And by the time I got the message sent, you guys say, oh, send us the video. I shook too bad. <laughs> I tried recording the video on my phone, and it, and it just looked like this. <laughs> 
And oh, I thought you boys awesome, are just going to have to wait 20 minutes till I calm down. Uh, oh, that is awesome and, stuff. Man. And an hour and a half later, you got it done, and, and I was able to bring my bird up to to your food plot, and we got our picture together. And it was uh, it was it was kind of an exclamation point on uh, on my career as a turkey hunter finally figuring it out doing it on my own and, and getting things done the right way without shooting one out of the air man it was yeah yeah that hunt i mean it's just awesome the way you performed there and you got it done i mean you knew when to call when not to call you worked it just to perfection and got those birds in there man you, you did a great job and 45 and, yards is is like a, a sweet spot man wouldn't don't you think don't you think 45 yards is just not for me <laughs> It's not sweet for me. <laughs> uh, it's not ideal, but it's uh, but, but uh, yeah, it's man. Been fun. I'm I'm sitting there in the blind and and honestly hadn't heard a single bird all day. No gobble, no hen, nothing. And uh, you know, oh. I get that text message from you, bird down. I'm like, well, that freaking at no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I was happy, man. I was really happy. And then you know, I was thinking, well, it kind of made me want to get out and go because you know, take a picture. You know, I was like, yeah, hey, you know, man, I kind of want to just go take pictures for JP, you know, get some good pictures. And, and then, uh, finally it was, it was almost 10 AM. And then, uh, I heard a bird gobble down over the ridge there, kind of where the bird I killed last year came from. And I was like, that bird's in trouble. I got, yeah, I think I'm going to kill something. Cause I could just, <laughs> when, when they show up down there, it's just like, they're coming my way. I knew they were coming, you know? And, well, you've uh, kind of got the only green spot for a while. Yeah, I do. I got a, a nice, luscious-looking uh, clover chicory plot there, and um, I, I knew they were going to come out there. It's just a matter of when, so I uh, just waited a little while and had some birds show up and and uh, <laughs> had a feather explosion out there. Uh, you had a feather explosion, <laughs> just a hair off on it still, but yeah, it, it was a little bit off, but uh, got it, got it done. Had to had to go chasing again, you know. It, uh, <laughs> Hey, but your your turkey jujitsu moves are getting really good. You you really need to practice up on the uh, <laughs> karate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta have some karate moves to go uh, turkey hunting. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have those moves down. You never know when you're gonna have to drop kick one or something. <laughs> you, know? you may have had the most interesting turkey season ever. I, in the history of man, I've never heard of anybody having more events than what you've had this year. I've I've been it's been very eventful. I was I was figuring it up. Uh, You've encountered a ton of birds, though. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've went hunting. I think nine, ten times. I've, I've been turkey hunting. I think ten times, and I've had eight different birds that could have or should have been killed in those ten hunts. Not all that's mine. Really I'm, a, I'm counting yours and Eric's hunts. But as I well. mean, that's that's but, really impressive. It, it's just it's exactly what I said to to Kristen and and to anybody else that that had asked is that it, great turkey hunting is what it is. Your season is a testament to great turkey hunting, <laughs> not shooting. <laughs> <laughs> it it was terrible. We we go into Ace Hardware there to weigh your bird, <laughs> and yeah, Corey McNeely's in there. You know, Eric's cousin Corey's in there, and he's like. Uh, and and I wanted to walk up and smack Corey. I'd have to get a stepladder to do it. But <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't yeah. recommend it. Yeah, I mean he's he's like six foot something or another. He's way up there. But you know, you posted that picture on Facebook with the empty shell on the uh, on the turkey call, and mm-hmm. and his his response was, "What Dave miss again?" <laughs> I'm like, "What the heck?" I wanted to walk over and smack him. Yeah. You know, he's like, he goes, "Did you miss again?" No, I actually shot one, man. <laughs> he's like, "Okay." Uh, it's all in fun, and I know I've, I've heard so many people giving me a hard time, and and that's all right. I'll take it in stride. It, it, 
and I probably deserve every bit that I'm getting. As hard as I rode Eric over missing that bird three times a couple years ago. Yeah, that that episode called Strike Three was was pretty harsh. It, we, it we was were on we, him. Yeah, we we put a, should have put a saddle on him as hard as we were riding him. But you know, but what this means to me in in terms of a pattern is that I'm next. <laughs> yeah, it it comes around, man. It it does. Um, I, I've had a lot of seasoned experienced turkey hunters that have killed a lot of birds, you know, messaging me saying, telling me stories, you know, hey, I I missed three birds one year. And I'm like, yeah, hey, it happens. And they, you know, they always say something like, I know the gun barrel was bent. I got that fixed. But, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, I had something going on. And it's such a, a low odds proposition anyway that it, you feel so crummy about missing an opportunity like that. Yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. a lot of guys probably wouldn't have seen many other birds, but you know that's again, it's a it's a credit to you for not only sticking to it, but uh, being good enough at it to to find yourself more opportunities and, and chances to you know step on your own. You know what? I'm just too dumb to quit. You know, <laughs> uh, my, my, a smarter guy would have done give it up and quit and said, ah, you know what? I'm not going to miss a third time or you know a second or a third time. I'm just going to hang it up and. You know, I'll go. I'll get my turkey nuggets from the Walmart or something. But it's not the same, man. No, There's something not. rewarding about just going straight from from the field to the plate. But uh, we've still got a little bit of turkey season left. About a week and a half left in Indiana, and only a, what a week or so left yep. in Kentucky. So yep, uh, the 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 time is now for everybody to go out and, and start trying to make it happen. Uh, I know we'll probably be chasing them this weekend and. Uh, I've got a little bit of a trip coming up, and we're going to talk about it in another episode, so we're not going to spoil uh, the reason that I can't turkey hunt through most of this week. But, uh, man, it's it's been an absolute blast. Eric has some tags left to fill. You do, too. I've got one tag left. And uh, stay tuned to uh, Pro Talk Outdoors on Facebook uh, in a strut. We've got the hashtag going, flying around. If uh, Hey, if you kill a bird, throw our hashtag on it. Why not? Absolutely. Let's, let's get some... Some stuff going on. I know some people still have some seasons in, especially you folks uh, north of the... I think Pennsylvania just came in yeah. uh, this this past weekend. So. Yeah, north of the Mason-Dixon line, it's it's full on for people. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know we typically have a pro, but we've just had way too much going on and wanted to share it with you and didn't want you to have to wait for in a strut next season to, to hear and, and see all about it. Because, hey, we've got every bit of this on film. Absolutely, we've we've uh, we've had a good season as far as that goes already, and I will tell a quick story here on oh on, tell it, on tell Craig it. Fitz, tell yeah, just because that, that'll be our our pro Craig heads. our pro for the uh, the episode here. Uh, you know, here here a couple weeks ago, um, I was actually you know I was over at Savannah's and uh, she was mowing, and I took a, a little video clip of uh, me holding a bush light as she drove the mower by, you know, and mm-hmm. and I put that on Facebook, and I sent it to, you know, some people on Snapchat or whatever, and, and Craig was messaging me back on it, said, uh, said yeah, you got her train, buddy, you got her train. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got her train. And, uh, Craig just sent uh, sent me a snap that uh, he, he, I think he, he uh, titled it Tightening the Leash, <laughs> and he was talking, and I don't know what he said because, uh, you know, we I had the volume down while we were uh, on air here, but then he spins it around and his wife is over there weed eating the <laughs> fence row. He's at tightening the leash. So, Craig, you, got, you know, hey, I'll take lessons from you with turkey hunting. You can take lessons from me with. Uh, I'm not even going to go there. Oh man, <laughs> we we've got all kinds of domestic issues discussed here on Pro Talk Outdoors. Uh, we went awry when he started talking about crackheads. <laughs> That's a fact. That guy's generated some absolute one-liners and and some good quotes on this show the last few years. (laughs) But, hey, until next time, that's all I've got. Hook them or hunt them. Pro Talk Outdoors. 
Later, guys. Thank you.